Welcome back to another episode of Teaching in, with the Body and Mind. I'm Ross, and I'm here with Tom. Hi, Ross. Mike. Hey. And Joey. Hello. And I want to continue a conversation that kind of came up at the end of one of our recent episodes about chaos and being in out of control. School? Yeah. Because <laughs> that's all it is. When I think early childhood, I think nothing but unadulterated chaos. No, but we were talking about the worry <laughs> of the idea that with big body play, rough and tumble play, that often it can lead to this feeling of being out of control or thing, people getting hurt and things like that. So I think it was, we were wrapping up a conversation about, you know, keeping your hands to yourself, walking, you know, with the things that we say and do to try to get children to kind of fall into place and just be compliant with the orders we're giving and i feel like it's what i want to kind of discuss or the questions i have are the you know finding that balancing act and how do we do that with recognizing the need to move the honoring it and embracing it and then still having the other outlets where maybe there isn't as you know there is time to just sit and do some more kind of focus directed work and so yeah, kind of looking at kind of where that's going to go or where that's well, going to take like, us. Where's the edge? Yeah. Right? Where yeah. You, you know, where's the, where's the, you kind of don't know you've crossed it until you've crossed it, right? Sometimes. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah, where, you know, when they're playing, where's, where's the moment they're going to lose control? If they will. Yeah. Right. And, sometimes, and sometimes you know it's coming. I mean, I was just joking about some kids, you know, I was letting them play a little chasing game. I was just waiting for one of them to fall. I knew, yeah. you know, you just know. Right. I mean not like cold-heartedly yeah. they were having a good time uh, <laughs> it would be you know, a natural they, stopping point they were going right. very slowly it wasn't a you know it wasn't a getting hurt situation but you know you just sort of okay i'm gonna watch this because i know they got about one more minute before right. they're too tired or whatever it might be well i think it it's the four of us with the lens of being very comfortable with big body play rough and tumble play Allowing it in our rooms, finding actually finding ways to bring it in when we mm-hmm. are recognizing, oh, I can feel the the energy's cranking up. We need to get a place to put this in a productive way. Like we have that comfort, but I think a lot of the people that have come to our presentations or that kind of come in in, in uh, discussions will say, I don't know, where how do you know how to do this? When right. do you feel right. it? Why, and why isn't it just going to be chaos? Right, and so I think it's maybe that's maybe that's where we kind of bring this discussion around or we kind of think with that if we were that teacher or that young teacher or that parent who's like that's just not my thing right how do we help them find where that maybe that manageability point is let's let's back up for just a second because i was just in a preschool i since i'm retired i haven't been to too many preschools lately but i was just in a preschool and there was a, and I was talking to this parent who was an expert on forestry. She wanted to show the kids the difference between the different pine needles and, and and also pine cones. In that, you know, if you put this pine, this one kind of pine cone, a jack pine cone, under a fire, it opens up. She she has she was a teacher herself, but she had worked in um, in uh, middle school. And she said, you know, I, I like the little kids, but they're really intense. 
And I thought that was a really good description, especially after mm-hmm. I watched her try and introduce the <laughs> pine needles to all these kids because there's there's so much free association for very young kids that if you have an agenda that you're going to try and teach something, that's when you're going to lose control. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, when you don't take into account what they already know and what they might be interested in when you try, you know, it's very hard for a young child to just completely take somebody else's agenda, whether it's a peer or the, or the teacher. I mean, yeah. So, you know, I was thinking about that, this episode, and I was thinking, why didn't she just go to a table and anybody who was interested, she she could talk about it and then other kids would go someplace else. And eventually, especially when she got to the fire, I bet she would have had all the kids there. Mm -hmm. She had a fire to put the pine cone in. Or just talking about fires. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But when you have that agenda, that's when you feel like you're really out of control because the kids aren't. Not, you you haven't tamed them or whatever. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, right. and, and I think we've maybe all observed or know of a class where it was very tamed. You know, the teacher has put maybe through more, you know, direct kind of like, you're going to do what I say. Uh, and that does... that. Is that, that the ideal? Right. And that's, is that the ideal that we're working for? You know, I think in this room, I think as we, we would probably have a different definition or kind of a, a image of what an ideal room looks like but that i think there is that thought out there that as i'm the teacher i'm going to tell you this is what you need to learn you will sit and you will listen and that's when things get out of control because we're not honoring where they're at we're not honoring what they're interested in we're not recognizing their needs to move to learn and that's where it f- that's to me, what makes me feel out of control. Yeah, and you get right. some kids who are going to move because they're bored, but you yeah. get other kids move because they're really interested and they're going to stand up and be in the way of everyone else and everyone exactly. else is saying, hey, I can't see now. So Sit back down, get in a circle. So it doesn't work for either one. Yeah. Like, it, it's a fairly... Well, the, I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, the people who look when we'll talk at different presentations that they look panicked about, they don't know how to do it and isn't going to be out of control because I think they're imagining... It's like WW, what are they, WWE now? Who are they? Yeah, I think that's it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, not F-E. You know, and that they're like the announcer, you know, and it's their job to like pump everyone up, right? Mm -hmm. You've seen some people take this, you know, rather than keeping an eye on what kids' regulation level is and what your regulation level is as an adult. I mean, it will be out of control if you whoop them into a friend, you know, if you take what we talk about and think, oh, my job is to be up all the time and, you know, encourage running all the time. And I don't think people are taking this from what we say, but I mean, I think, you know, you've seen the teachers with the mismatch of energy where they're coming in like super high. We've got a teacher who comes to work with us sometimes in in the summer and I adore her, but she works with older kids during the school year. I mean, she'll come in. Um, I always tease her. It's almost like she wants, she thinks the day will go faster if she makes the kids move faster. You know, it's as if she can control right, time, yeah. you know? And so she'll be like, okay, everyone run to the next place. Okay, everyone. Da-da-da-da. And I'm like, they're, they're going to fall. You know, someone's going to get hurt because you're like up here and encouraging them to, you know, to, to mm-hmm. keep that pace. You know, so I think that sometimes people are imagining that's what we're telling them to do, mm-hmm. you know, is to be that up. Right. Uh, you know, the kind and, of manic. And kids will move, even if you don't tell them to. Like, that's... Mm-hmm. Right. That's not something you have to worry about. And you, you, one thing I thought of when you were saying that, too, is that I think it's also important that there's always other activities. Like, not everyone wants to be... When it is getting rowdy, maybe would be the word I'd use, 
there's going to be the kids who want to move away from that and there's got to be a place for them to go where it's not just hiding away from it but oh look there's clay at the table over there or there's some new books in the book area not just like oh it's the same you know like right. yeah i always go to the book area to hide out but there's things i actually want there you know giving the kids a choice of what energy level they're at and i think that's that's part of that balancing act or that's the the management as the adult of the space is having opportunities for interesting things to take place in all areas of your room or all throughout the day that there are chances to to be able to chase or to wrestle or to play you know the game that's going to get your body really kind of that energy is going to be exerted physically and then there's times and there there's when it's maybe a quieter time to look at books but there's There's the books that I'm interested in, of the topics I want to find. There's there's interesting materials elsewhere that are going to take me in. And I'm thinking back to the infamous Fight the Ball video that we've uh, looked at a number of times within our own group and in, at presentations. But it's a... a we cute... should maybe describe the video because I'm assuming it. not everyone... No, so the the quick synopsis is it's it's three children, two of whom are wrestling for several minutes over a ball to put it into a goal. And... There's all I mean intense. It's intense to the clearest definition of it. But the after they've played this game for quite a while, they go to the table, self selected, as you said, Tom, mm-hmm. and they draw and they sit down and their bodies are not only they draw, but they talk. They're and, just right, talking right. back and forth like a, like normal people. Mm-hmm. And and I, and I think it's that there were the materials available to tell their story in another way using another language now that they've lived it now mm-hmm. they can recreate it and it just makes me think that i think similar to what you were saying joey is that where teachers feel like they need to have their energy up and they need to be the hype person to to get these kids just amped and ready to go there's also that feeling of well i've got to have it going all day long right and that's not what we want. Well, and, that's and, not balance. And maybe people are worried that, I mean, I feel like so much we're talking about is, is being overstimulated. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, well, it seems like it, something people can recognize, but maybe people can't. Maybe some. Maybe something that would help people is if we talk about a time we thought something was out of control and what we did. Let's pause the conversation here. And next week, we'll come back with some, maybe some concrete examples of ways that we, times where we felt this, these feelings. Sounds great. Good. Good. Thanks, Rob. Thank you for listening to Teaching with the Body and Mind. We'll be back again next week with another episode. Music is by Big Wheel Popcorn.